You are listening to Books Are My People, a podcast for book lovers with bookish news, recommendations, and ruminations on living a literary life in Los Angeles. This is episode 56. As I mentioned on the previous episode, I am currently out of town, so I have pre-recorded this episode, so you'll have to check out my Instagram account at Jennifer Calogeris, or you can find it by searching for Books Are My People to see where I am and what I've been up to. Hopefully, I will make it home in time to record episode 57. I'm going to jump right into some bookish news. Singer-songwriter Janelle Monet is publishing her first short fiction collection of Afro-futuristic stories, and I think this sounds amazing. It will be published in April of 2022, and the vision is to expand the world of her third album, Dirty Computer. Monet has said of this collection, as a reader and writer of science fiction since childhood, it is a dream to have the opportunity to expand Dirty Computer into a literary project. Writers, specifically Black, queer, and genderqueer, are at the forefront of pushing the creative boundaries of sci-fi and speculative storytelling. I'm honored to be collaborating with a new generation of creators as we expand this tale that began with an album and a motion picture into a larger world of new and familiar characters. Oxford University Press began printing books in 1586, which is a really long time ago, but their long-standing tradition of publishing books is ending this summer. They attribute the decline in sales to the pandemic, and I won't tell them that book sales are actually up right now. They have printed so many notable books, including most famously the King James Bible. A man in Massachusetts found a box of books in his basement that were at least 83 years overdue, as they belonged to his aunt, who passed away in 1937. After recently discovering the box of books, the man, Bob Alvarez, took them to the Somerville Public Library, where they had been checked out, and he returned them. He didn't have to pay an overdue fee, as the library stopped charging fees on July 1st. I love a feel-good book story, and I'm also curious about the titles of the books that his aunt checked out, and I secretly hope it was something saucy. And my last bit of news is that the U.S. Postal Service, as part of their literary art series, is issuing an Ursula K. Le Guin stamp. The stamp is now out. It was released July 27th and features a portrait of the author from 2006. A scene from her Left Hand of Darkness, published in 1969, is in the background, and it is a forever stamp. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the books. My first pick today is called All's Well by Mona Awad. Mona Awad's latest novel is definitely for theater lovers. Miranda Fitch is struggling in her job as a college drama teacher with persistent back pain from an accident that cut short her acting career. She's perpetually popping pills in order to alleviate the pain, and she feels dead on the inside, causing her to spiral downward. The job as theater director is a new one. When she was interviewed for the job, the dean asked, have you ever directed a play before? And Miranda lied and said yes to get the job. So she's quite underqualified for this particular job, but she feels really passionately about directing students, specifically in Shakespeare's lesser loved All's Well That Ends Well. 
even though none of the students want to put on that particular play. They have all been dreaming about performing Macbeth, and they don't shy away from letting her know this. In fact, some of them are just downright cruel. After meeting three mysterious stage benefactors, her life begins to change and things begin to go her way, sort of. And Miranda is also crushing on her set builder. Like her last book, Bunny, which I recommended in episode five of this podcast, Awad has a kind of knack for writing about not fitting in and trying to fit in, especially when it comes to navigating mean groups of young women. Part revenge plot, part Pandora story, Awad's novel is eerie and smart, subversive, and darkly comical. Thank you to NetGalley and to Simon & Schuster for the advanced review copy. And again, that's All's Well by Mona Awad. Next is Immediate Family by Ashley Nelson. This is a beautiful novel about adoption that really reads like a memoir. I kept having to remind myself that this was a work of fiction. The novel starts with the narrator, an older sister, giving a speech to her younger adopted brother at his wedding. The siblings are nine years apart, just like my sister and I. The novel is addressed in second person to the brother, which leads to an immediate intensity, which is a perfect fit for this particular story. The narrator moves through time and memories from learning that her parents will be adopting to meeting her new brother for the first time to their ensuing fights and the narrator's own struggle with her infertility. There are a lot of academic references about adoption, like the fact that the first transracial adoption in the U.S. was in 1948. The narrator speaks frankly of the disruption that the adoption of her brother caused in her life and what permanent losses she suffered. This is not a sugar-coated version of what it means to have a sibling. It's a look at the challenges and complexities. It's a deeply moving book about family relationships that taught me a lot about transracial adoption in America. I think it's beautiful and a heartfelt debut. Thank you to Ferrer, Strauss, and Giroux, and to NetGalley for the advanced review copy of the book. And again, that's Immediate Family by Ashley Nelson Levy. We are zipping through today. Next is Edge Case by YZ Chin. So this book comes out tomorrow, and it is about Edwina, who is an immigrant from Malaysia who now works at a startup company in New York City. She comes home from work one day to find that her husband is missing. She doesn't know if something nefarious has happened or if he has walked out on the marriage. And she begins rehashing the relationship in her head, trying to pinpoint what exactly went wrong, what caused him to leave. This is a novel about the immigrant experience as much as it is about what it means to navigate a relationship. Chin delves into Edwina's memories of those early days of their budding relationship in Malaysia, and Edwina revisits the things that bound them together as a couple, as well as what she thinks might have torn them apart. Sharply written at times, quite funny. This is an interesting and compelling read. And YZ Chin herself was born and raised in Malaysia and now lives in New York as a software engineer, much like her character. Thank you to Echo and NetGalley for the advanced review copy. And again, that is Edge Case by YZ Chin. 
My last two picks are just going to be fun laying on the beach, enjoying the last of your vacation reads because we need more of those in our summer lives. Everyone knows that fall is for literary book nerds, so I am embracing my full summer bookish person with these picks. First is The Sinful Lives of Trophy Wives by Kristen Miller. This was a super fast-paced and fun thriller that centers around three women living in an exclusive part of San Francisco. When mystery writer Brooke Davies moves to the neighborhood, she hesitantly becomes friends with Erin King, a successful news anchor who wants nothing more than to retain her perfect image. And Georgia St. Clair, who has been named the Black Widow by her neighbors due to her past two husbands' mysterious deaths. She is engaged to husband number three, and when he goes missing, everyone, of course, assumes that the Black Widow has struck again. It's up to her neighborhood friends, Brooke and Aaron, to clear her name without unraveling their own complicated lives and secrets. I think that fans of The Hunting Wives will enjoy this suspenseful romp. Thank you to NetGalley and Ballantine for the advanced review copy. And again, that is The Sinful Lives of Trophy Wives by Kristen Miller. And last up for me today is Safe in My Arms by Sarah Shepard. Sarah Shepard is the queen of novels about characters who keep secrets. Uh, I think I might have talked about the novel Reputation at some point on this podcast, but I'm not sure. In her latest novel... The setting is an elite preschool where the clientele drive fancy cars and expect nothing short of perfection regarding their children's education. But not everyone feels welcomed on campus. Three outlier moms begin to see some cracks in the school's perfect exterior, and when they go asking questions, they're looking for trouble. The secrets they uncover lead to more questions, and when a violent act occurs against the principal of the school, the women will stop at nothing to get the answers they need. This is a fast, fun novel, part mystery, part suspense. The plot takes a lot of twists and turns that kept me guessing right up until the very end. I always enjoy a Sarah Shepard novel, and Safe in My Arms was no exception. Thank you to NetGalley and Dutton Books for the advanced review copy. And again, that is Safe in My Arms by Sarah Shepard. And that is all from my end. I have a special guest in mind for my August 23rd show, but we'll see if I can get back home in time to pull it off. Links to all of the books mentioned are available for purchase in the show notes section or at booksaremypeople.com. It's a great way to support the show. In the meantime, I hope you are all enjoying your summer and I hope you also have a wonderfully bookish week. 